Harness Racing, Victoria Wide. RSN 927 is Talking Trots. We are Talking Trots on this Saturday morning and I have some news, probably not good news for the listeners out there, but uh, Jason Boddington, after all his hard work last week at the Vic Bread Super Series, running around interviewing trainers and drivers, He's on leave, and uh, there's no Mr. Fix-It. There's no one to come into his place. It's just me this morning, so hopefully we can get through the next half an hour. We'll talk about all the action from last weekend with 12 big Group 1 races, and then we'll focus on this weekend. We've got Melton again tonight, and also some big racing in Queensland and Albion Park, but it's a cold Saturday morning. We're looking like a top of about 11 degrees with some showers. It was a it was a pretty wintry day yesterday as well, so um, we are in the depths of winter at the moment, and uh, it was uh, it was borne out over the last 24 hours. But going back a little bit further, and I think it's worth starting Friday night at Tabcourt Park, Melton, because as I mentioned, we've had 12 Group 1 races, six of them on the Friday night for the Trotters. It all kicked off with Jackson Mee, the two-year-old trotting filly for Russell Jack and Gavin Lang. What a professional filly she is. She's, uh, she's turned up. She's done her job as a two-year-old. She's had a number of starts now. This is her second Group 1 win, and uh, effectively she's won both races by being the most professional filly, and um, that was her fifth start, four wins and a second, uh, third, I should say, the only time she was beaten on debut, and uh, and she really learned from that experience, but uh, she was too good for her role. They won by a you know, good space in the end. I think it's fair to say that on the point of the bend, it looked like I'm ready. Jet was going to make a race of it by the sprint lane, but she galloped when she went to the inside, and the other clear eye catcher from the race, Pink Galaz, who galloped early doors and somehow, somehow got into third for Maddie Craven. That was uh, all sorts of eye catcher, Pink Galaz running into third. But take nothing away from Jackson Me, uh, they pay on the post, and that's what she's done in her limited career to date to take her second Group One. The other two-year-old that took the glory on Friday night was Powdered Keg for Lisa Miles, and a really interesting horse. He's come from South Australia. He's had just. The two starts now in Victoria, he won his heat uh, when he uh, he ended up behind the leader and was very strong through the line um, despite not getting momentum at the top of the straight. And in the final, it was a little bit different. He was able to build momentum. Lisa Miles made the favourite Andover Sun work mid-race to find the lead. And uh, when they got into the straight, Powder Keg was the one with that little kick left in the locker. And in the end, he's won by a good margin, six or so metres from Andover Sun. He's a beautiful trotter. Powder keg, and he's clearly um, put himself in the right position in a couple of Victorian starts. He he had the right barrier draw on Friday night, but you've still got to uh, get the job done, and that's what he did from the good run. Uh, good win from him, and over Sun second, and uh, clear eye catcher in the race. Again, I'm Daddy Warbucks. Who knows what he could have done if he didn't gallop at a crucial stage, but he's made up uh, any amount of ground to be beaten 27 metres, and clearly a horse to follow going forward. I'm Daddy Warbucks. Getting to the three-year-old divisions, and uh, Kai Valley Clichy made it 100 group ones for Chris Alford. Uh, what a performance that was. He sat off speed. He just rounded them up at a crucial stage, and uh, excellent effort. Or 100 official group ones. We had a little bit of a tete-a-tete on, uh, on gate speed during the week. Go back and listen to that episode, because Jason Boddington, the man himself, believes it may be more than 100 group ones for Chris Alford. But either way, officially in the books, as 100 group ones with Kai Valley Clichy, Arch Leo did a really good job for Barry Beasley and Jackie Barker running second. Scruffy Dawes stuck on for third and Hate It When You're Right was not a bad run for David Aiken. But uh, obviously all, all the muscles galloping at the start was, uh, you know, costing him any sort of chance of winning and he was uh, he was right out of the, the race in the end. Just moving on to the three-year-old fillies and uh, this was 
a, an excellent win, probably the most dominant win, or definitely the most dominant win of the weekend. I am Pegasus for Joe Vasalo and Chris Elford. She just led and dictated terms and dominated, raced away from them. She is a very good filly in the making, good mare in the making. I am Pegasus. She's only uh, been defeated, I think, on three occasions from her 10 starts, and she's galloped in all three, including the Victoria Trotters Oaks win. It's hard to tell if she was going to win the race. She was coming from off speed there. Uh, she's done a lot of her damage from leading in her races, but uh, she did gallop at a crucial stage in that Victoria Trotters Oaks. Back to her best in the last couple of weeks subsequent, though, and um, and great to see Joe Vasallo notch up a Group 1 winner with his Pegasus Spur, Philly, George's Pride Royal, Charlotte. Both ran well in behind, but was simply no match for the winner. And the four-year-old trotting division, where well, we saw Kai Valley Finn get reward for a consistent three or four, or two or three seasons, I should say. Um, he's been right in that uh, in that division, in the good races. He ran second in the Victoria Trotters Derby last season. Uh, lived in the shadow a little bit of his stablemate, Anywhere Hugo, who won this race last year. But Anywhere Hugo was scratched earlier in the week. And for Chris Finozio, uh, he just put him in the perfect place in transit, 1-1. Um, hooked out at the right time and got the better of the odds-on favourite Majestic player who had to sit parked. And that certainly um, certainly dinted his chances. But Kai Valley Finn, just the strongest at the finish and um, excellent story for Chris Finozio to win that division two years running the three-year-old trotting boys into the four-year-old trotting boys 12 months later with different horses. And finally, the four-year-old trotting mares, Moonlight Dream for Andy and Kate Gaff. Again, a really consistent mare. She's been a consistent filly at that uh, top division over the last 12, 24 months, and uh, and she was finally rewarded. Got a lovely run, three poles, got the right gaps at the top of the straight, and she was able to race past both Aleppo Jewel and Lucinda Mack, who got to the leader uh, halfway up the straight. Didn't win by a big margin, Moonlight Dream, but she did enough to secure the, the W, the victory, and, uh, and claim her Group 1 win, which I'm sure will be um, very important, not only for breeding, but for connections to... To win a race like that certainly um, would mean a lot, I've got no doubt. And on Saturday night, uh, I'm sure we all know about the Emma Stewart juggernaut that ran through Tabcourt Park, Melbourne. It didn't start that way with his jelly hammer for Mick Stanley. Good aggressive drive early. They were running time, but he got to the pegs and um, and was just the strongest at the finish, was able to come to the outside of Miragon and Pandering and uh, and was too good for them. And won by you know, a good uh, good margin in the end, four or so metres, a full sulky's length. Time for Mick Stanley to celebrate at the line and... Uh, he, he was so good in the APG series, his jelly hammer, and he'd just been building to a crescendo, really, in this. And uh, he produced on the night, beating Miragon, who lost no admirers, and, and Pandering, who was similarly sound. Night Spirit was a bit of an eye-catcher in behind them. Moving through the night chronologically at Meltmont Saturday night, the two-year-old Phillies Margita, well, she was the only horse across the weekend to sit parked and win her Group 1 final. I think that speaks volumes. You could argue that Amelia Rose was a bit unlucky in behind her, but uh, all credit to the winner, Margita. She was uh, she was just excellent on the night. Tam Major, uh, great drive from Chris Albert to find the pegs during the, the middle stages when Rackham Up Tiger Pie came round, and that was the winning move. He got onto the pegs, conserved some energy around a couple of bends, and uh, and he was uh, just a little bit too good. Major times, the stable mate followed, followed him everywhere he went after taking a trail mid-race, and... He's run a you know a quite clear second over uh, over the rest. Kazbar Kid American Zest and rack him up Tiger Pie. Uh, under the circumstances, maybe he wasn't at his best, but he did have to do work in the middle stages. Pistol Abbey, well, she continued on her winning way in the four-year-old mares Group One. Uh, again, everything's worked out perfectly for her. She's been, I don't think it's unfair to say, blessed in some big races recently. 
but she uh, she still has to deliver, and that's what she did. She was cruising away from them at the end, just in a different world to the rest, but got every opportunity in transit. Excellent drive from David Moran to get her onto the pegs early, and uh, she smashed Nostravilla and Trinity Dreaming, who was a good run, major occasion, so her burning love, Caitlin Clark, they were all in behind, but Pistol Abbey was, uh, was on a different planet on Saturday night. Now to play, he's the improving type. He won the three-year-old Colts and Geldings final, Again, he had the lovely running transit. He was able to dig up and hold Hurricane Harley, the leaders, back. And from there, he just had to wait and wait. And uh, Gavin Lane got the sprint lane. And he was just a little bit too strong for Demon Delight, who sat parked. Identical result to their semi-final, which, uh, which was hard to sort of tell on paper which was going to be the stronger form line. Hurricane Harley started favourite after a dominant semi-final win. Not sure what to make of his run. Uh, maybe uh, maybe the uh, end of a long preparation, I'm not sure, or he just wasn't at his best, or that's where he's at. Uh, I guess we'll find out going forward about Hurricane Harley, the beat nods on favourite, but out to play, um, who did cause a minor upset or a ma- massive upset in the semi-final has caused a minor upset in the final. In the final, the group ones on the weekend was the three-year-old Phillies where Kualoa at a dollar twenty hasn't won by a big margin. She's won by 1.2 metres to match her price, and um, it's hard to sort of get a line on exactly what the win was like. Looking Fabulous got close to her. I think right on the line, Kua Lowell was probably holding uh, Looking Fabulous again and two times better, but um, at the same time, she didn't win by a big space. But all you can do is is get the job done, and that's what she did for uh, for Bruce and Vicky Edward and, uh, and Emma Stewart to make it five of the six Group 1 winners. It's now time to turn our attention to Saturday night. We've got some good racing at not only Tabcourt Park, Melton, but also in Queensland. We might go through both of these cards, um, at least the features in Queensland, and see if we can find some winners. Race one on Melton uh, on Saturday night or tonight at Melton, the DNR Logistics Winter Championship first heat. We've got a number of these heats for the progressive types, I guess you'd call them, in the uh, in that metropolitan range. And uh, this race over the 17, 20-metre mark, it is a preferential barrier draw by national rating point. Of course, the new national rating point system comes in, and I'm not too sure whether uh, whether TCB McRae can back up what he did on last week. But if he does, he'll run really well again. He um, he gets in with the concession claim, and uh, he really did loom up last weekend. I know he got tired late, but I think there were some excuses there, and he's going to be a value proposition. I'm not uh, not certain we can declare him to win, but certainly on an each way basis, TCB McRae looks a good bet. Obviously, some beat Shadow. The horse to beat Bracken Reed has been racing so well through the Vic Bread Super Series and Delightful Mare from the pole. They're the key runners you would have thought in the first race at Melton on Saturday night. Race two is the uh, Tab Multiplier Winter Championship second heat and selling the dream draws the pole here. It was probably a little bit plain last time out and again with this preferential barrier draw, the class comes off the back row. Maestro Bellini and Max Gold. You'd have to think with that run under his belt, Maestro Bellini is certainly the horse to beat. Max Gold is obviously in really good form at the minute for Andy and Kate Gaff and he, he looks the clear danger outside of those. If you're looking to throw some value in, maybe a horse like Winger Tui Jew from Barrier Two if you got to the pegs or even Alistair Oliver, who's another quick beginner and gets in with that concession claim into the barrier draw. So they're the key chances in race two. Race three, we might look at one more before we go for a break on this Saturday morning on Talking Trots. It is the first of the winter Trotters Cup heats and Again, at Metropolitan level, this is over the 22.40. This is an even race. Reels has really good gate speed, drawn while on the front row. But I would have thought uh, Moonshine Linda looks the horse to beat here for Gavin Lang. She's drawn middle of the front row. I'm sure she'll get into a handy spot. Parisian, a more drawn inside her. Your Nick drawn the pole. There is 
a number of winning chances here. Gaston Gill has a lot of ability first up from a long break. So play wide if you're playing early quarters in race three on the card. But Moonshine, Linda, the horse to beat to my eye. It is time to take a break on Talking Trots, though. We'll be back very shortly to finish off this Melton program and have a look at the big races at Queensland at Albion Park tonight. Across Victoria, RSN927 is Talking Trots. And we are back for the second half of Talking Trots this morning. If you've not gotten sick of my voice by now, I'm sure you will in the next uh, 12 or 15 minutes because Jason Mornington, as I've mentioned, is on leave currently. It's just me going through the Melton program at the minute. We're up to race four on the card and I mentioned that the previous race was uh, was pretty tricky in the play wide in the early quaddy. Well, this is similar, very similar, because uh, we've got a couple of key scratchings. Caitlin Clark and Shining Oro, two of the potential market leaders have been scratched from the race, and it makes it very tricky uh, to sort this race out now. Just four horses off the front row. Rockabella Stars, Spinner's Boy, Double Dip of Heaven is the most interesting runner now for Ryan Ryhorick coming over for this race. I'd be including it in all your multiples, and then you've got the class out the back again, uh, horses like Big Gun Johnny, Freddie Funk's an interesting runner for Adam Kelly. He's a Bromac, so certainly watch the uh, the market with keen curiosity for race four on the card. Race five is the first league of the main quarter, clearly, as per standard. It's the Schweppes Winter Championship, and uh, this is um, this is an interesting race. Our Ben Knuckles coming off a good run and good win at Tabcourt Park Melton last week. Manganello's drawn out the back with... Rock and Roll Chapel, John Luke's drawn wide on the front row. I think if you're looking for an each-way chance, Smile Lyle, often underrated. Chris Alford takes the steer this week and uh, be throwing uh, Smile Lyle into all your each-way bets. Race five, number five tonight at Melton. Race six on the cards, a little bit tricky. Wardan appeared to have every chance last time and was run down fairly and squarely on um, at Tabcourt Park Melton. He draws the pole and draws to lead again. It's probably hard to oppose him, but a horse like Star of Memphis, who's first up from break, generally works into his preparation, but he's a, he's a rock-solid star when he's at his peak, Star of Memphis, so wouldn't be surprised if he was able to have a big say in the race, and you've got all the class out the back again, V-Rock and Magical Man, Pradham Kelly, both worth including in multiples if don't hold back, found his best. You'd certainly consider him a chance. At, um, it's, again, a bit of a market watching race six, but if Star of Memphis is a price potentially... He could be the bet in the race. Race seven on the card, the tab multiplier, Winter Trotters Cup, second heat, and uh, EG money from the inside barrier draw. Uh, knocked off Nita Bacardi last time, and uh, it's uh, it certainly looks uh, a good race again for EG money, but um, class everywhere. War Spiritual and White Auntie Poppy uh, is racing really well right now and gets down in grade, and, and the horse that's going to start favourite and a deep favourite is Jillaby Bavavsky. If he does everything right, he should just round them up and win. He's going to be um, he's going to be near threes on. I suspect Jelly Bavavska because he got it wrong last time and still did a you know massive job to catch them up and ended up running fourth in that race. I think he might have been at Ballarat. If he trots throughout, uh, he could be a Group One trotter. Jelly Bavavska, in fact, I think he is a Group One trotter. So he's a one-out option if you want to be brave and and uh, bank on him to trot in the third leg of the quaddie. Jelly Bavavska, but as I've mentioned, all those. Uh, each way chances around him to throw into your first fours and trifectas. Last leg of the quaddy, and uh, it doesn't get uh, heaps easier here. Van Dant is obviously racing well, but Wardan Express uh, has really good gate speed, and he can just run over the sprint trip. He can he can uh, run and keep running. We saw that win, I think it was Swan Hill in the Swan Hill Mile, going back um, nearly 12 months now it would have been, and uh, and he sat parked and was uh, all, you know shuffled back in transit. He did 
make three or four runs there and was too good. So he's the clear danger to my eye. The Charging Mowers racing well at the minute. Beach Gardens obviously in the mix with her gate speed. So uh, interesting race, the last leg of the quaddy. Race nine is one of the feature races on the card. The Jane Allen, the Allied Express. Group three, Jane Allen for the Mares over the middle trip. And Tell Me Tales versus Berisari. It looks on paper. Tell Me Tales uh, went to Sydney last time and obviously couldn't get into the race there. The Len Smith Mile, but her win um, the week before was just uh, outstanding at Melton. Uh, you'd expect her to be really hard to beat. I thought Reciprocity was a cheeky run last time, and she might come up a bit of value if you wanted to try and get the favourite beat. And Berisari's obviously going to be thereabouts. Hard to see any of the others winning the race, but uh, you'd think Tell Me Tales is your uh, is your anchor option for trifectas and first fours. Race ten on the card at Melton. Of course, we do have uh, all 12 races at Melton tonight, so we're, we've got a full board. Race 10 is a big open race, and uh, like a wildfire is just going through the grades perfectly at the minute for Gavin Lang, picket fence next to its name, and uh, even though it's drawn wide on the second row, you'd have to think looks clearly the horse to beat here. All major, to know what to make of the win last time. Uh, she was going so well through the Vic Bread Super Series, uh, particularly in her heat first up, and then... She got the job done. It was a bit workmanlike last time out at Cranbourne in the heat of this race, but she does have that barrier draw advantage. Looks the uh, the key danger, you'd have to say, and uh, Blissful Stride, the other one worth throwing in near multiples, but like a wildfire, can continue on its winning race here in Australia. Race 11 on the card is the Beraldo Coffee Pace Final, and uh, all white events just, uh, just in excellent form for Tim Maddox. Alex Ashwood will take the drive on Saturday night. Two wins on the bounce for all white event, and uh, does look clearly the horse to beat, but Friends and Bet America are two class runners drawn out the back, and uh, they'll certainly make a race of it. Friends for Adam Kelly and Bet America for Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars, uh, certainly both capable of, of running well here. So uh, hard to sort out between that, those three in terms of who's the uh, the clearest winning chance, but all whitey then I would lean to. And in the last race on the card, uh, again, we've got Lucinda Mack dropping back from that Vic Bread Super Series where she ran second. That should be enough to see her start favourite here. Scruffy Dolan draws the front. He ran third in his final. Orlando Princess has drawn barrier two honey please from the pole and um, and also down under Barkas in good form out the back. But uh, certainly Lucinda Mack in the form she's in. She'll only need a touch of luck over the sprint trip and she should be really hard to hold out at the finish, but good way to finish the uh, the program at Tabcorp Park, Melton. And as I mentioned, we've got these big group one uh, features in Queensland or at least... Uh, uh, a number of good races because uh, the Oaks, uh, the Oaks is on, and also the uh, South East Derby. So that'll be a good lead up uh, heading towards the uh, the Queensland Derby in a couple of weeks' time. And the Blacks are fake uh, lead up the Sunshine Sprint. So just having a look at these races as we sort of scan through the card. The first, I guess, key feature is race five, the South East Derby. And good to see the Victorians heading up there. Jeff McLean and Tim McLean have Nancy's boy draw on the pole. Obviously. Looks a very strong race, but um, I'm sure he'll acquit himself well. Lock and Verart's drawn barrier three for Laura Crosland and David Moran. Um, Ex-Victorian Son Smith and Anthony Butt now uh, Sydney siders with make way in the race, but clearly the horses to beat, uh, or the horse to beat, is self-assured for Mark Purden and Natalie Rasmussen. He's done it uh, incredibly differently in two wins in Queensland. He's had the four career starts for four wins, and uh, he showed his real high speed two starts ago when... Uh, getting the better of Jesse Duke, and then last time out sat parked and just monstered his rivals. So he's got a few tricks in the locker bag, self assured, and you'd expect him to be able to still win, even though he's drawn a you know a really tough barrier draw. And he's going to go on to much better things you would have thought. 
uh, self-assured. Jesse Duke does have the front row and looks uh, looks along with Lachlan at the key dangers if you're playing uh, your multiples, but uh, self-assured might be a very nice horse in the making. Race 6 is the Group 1 race, and it's the Queensland Oaks, the 2019 Tab Queensland Oaks, and we've got a very short price favourite here. Again, good to see the Victorians going on to take the challenge. Tim uh, Maltlock has, has gone up with his uh, his fairly seamy pearly whites after a really good win last week in, in Victoria, but she'll be one of the rank outsiders, and our Princess Tiffany will be unbackable odds at 10s on because she's drawn barrier four. You'd expect her to lead through the middle stages, through the middle stages and... Um, and just be a little bit too good for a rival as she was last week in a very similar race. So our Princess Tiffany, Miss Trizan, tried really hard in that, in that South East Oaks, but uh, from the outside of the second row, she will not have a say, you wouldn't have thought, uh, such as last week, and our Princess Tiffany should just be winning. And the key race there at uh, Queensland on the weekend is the Sunshine Sprint. Early stretching of Major Dan has certainly changed the complexion of the race. Colt 31 was well-backed when markets first opened, and he's going to remain a an odds-on favourite, particularly after that scratching of Major Dan. And uh, Look, there are dangers, I would have thought. Our Uncle Sam's coming off a second in the Len Smith Mile. He might not be entirely suited to the sprint trip, but um, he's third up from a break. He's going to be peaking, and he's just a class animal, our Uncle Sam. So Colt 31, who's done nothing wrong, he continues to rack up the wins in Queensland, just faces some uh, some stiff competition, you'd have to say, for the first time in a little while. But uh, he does look the horse to beat. Our Uncle Sam, the clear danger, and... Um, if you're playing your multiples, then I would have thought let's spend the night together as a good horse to throw in at 30 or 40 to 1 that can run well, even though it's drawn uh, incredibly poorly outside the second row. I think it's a horse that um, that shouldn't be forgotten about. Still scanning through the program, there's another uh, big race worth talking about. It is the Group 1 Trotters Cup race night on the card, and uh, really going to be a wide-open race this, but Majestic Courtney... Uh, is uh, is racing particularly well, of course. Caused a bit of a stir when not making the Victoria Trotters Derby field, I think it might have been last season, uh, but has gone on with it since been um, beating up on um, on what you'd call inferior opposition in Sydney recently, but um, pretty smart trotter in the making and uh, off the front row, if he can stand and, and step well, then you'd have to think Majestic Courtney is clearly the horse to beat. The horse is off handicaps, uh, the boss man, interesting runner up there now, has won a trial recently. Tough Monarchs off 35 metres with our over and over. If Tough Monarch bought his best, you'd have to say he can win the race, but um, but he does have to give them a start. But uh, he can lap up that 2,600 metres, and uh, Tough Monarch is certainly a horse of uh, you know good over and great ability that um, that might be able to test Majestic Courtney, who's still coming through the ranks. And before we sign off uh, on Talking Trots this morning. It is also worth mentioning the return of uh, well Australia's best horse, Tiger Tara, tonight at Tabcorp Park, Menangle, with um, with Todd McCarthy uh, driving in Queensland, of course. I think we'll see, um, or I'm not sure actually, Todd McCarthy might be staying in New South Wales to drive Tiger Tara. He was down for a few drives in Queensland as, and also Sydney. There's been a bit of chopping and changing in terms of who will drive Tiger Tara on Saturday night, but it looks like Todd McCarthy may eventually take the reins and uh, good to see him back at the track. He's going to be a, an unbackable favourite. He'll no doubt improve on whatever he does heading towards the Blacks of Fake over the staying trip. But he does kick off at the 2300 at Menangle, which is a little bit unusual. They usually um, have uh, you know a glut of 1600 metre races, but they found one for him to kick off his preparation and get some good grounding under his belt before he heads to Queensland. He's drawn 
clearly outside the second row or outside the front rows, you, you, you should expect with their uh, style of racing and the way they draw their fields with Dollar's last five. So uh, whether he tries to uh, fire up off the gate and cross them at the start or comes with one run, don't think it'll be uh, much of a problem. He's a dominant, likely to be a dominant, dominant favourite in race five at Menangle tonight. And interested to see how he resumes on his way to the Blacks of Fake. But uh, he's uh, he's clearly the horse that we're all waiting to see at uh, at Sydney tonight because um, we know how good he is at his best. Tiger Tara, he's, uh, he's an ironclad star and uh, good to see him back at the races. It is just about time for us to sign off on Talking Trots this morning. If you've missed any of the action, just jump on to the uh, RSN podcast page. You can go to the podcast app, talking, type in Talking Trots. You'll find our page pretty quickly. You'll be able to download the uh, all the past episodes, see how right or wrong we got it over the last few weeks and particularly this morning. But um should be a great night of racing at Tabcourt Park, Melton tonight. Of course, Queensland, all the action, the Group 1 races. Looking forward to the boys joining us next uh, for the Melbourne preview and talking all things gallops in the next uh, little while because that's going to be a big day. We're in the depths of winter. It's going to be a cold day, but hopefully there's some good racing out there and you can find a winner or two from me, Blake Redden. Though it's time to sign off and say goodbye and... We'll see you again next week on Talking Trots.